service with Laura Fox on 2FM. You are very welcome along to my favourite part of a Sunday. It is Sunday service and I'm joined in studio by the fabulous Ellen Leonard. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I am great. We have had pandemonium in the station this week. It's been very exciting. It has been. We've been giving away Taylor Swift tickets and this is because it's all very special and all very exciting and you're going to tell us all about it. Absolutely. And I can't help but getting caught up in all of this. Like I'm just, (laughs) I'm in there with everyone else. So on Tuesday, obviously Taylor announced that She's coming to the UK and Europe. And of course, one of those venues is Ireland, Dublin and the Aviva. We were a bit worried she might have bypassed us like certain other celebs who shall remain unnamed. Yeah, but she has not. Um, and people are up the walls trying to get their hands on tickets. So can I just... Look, I need to actually just preface this a little bit. I really like Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. Okay. I wouldn't class myself as a Swifty yet. <laughs> but I'm just a little bit confused because like we've had people crying on air winning tickets. Oh yeah. And losing their mo- and I'm here for it. Like I mean I I get so caught up because it's so exciting. But, but where my problem lies is when she came here in 2019. Yeah. Like I went to the gig and and do not get me wrong, me and Brian went to the gig and it was one of the most sensational things I've ever seen. I'll never forget she had this massive like snake coming all the way across Crow it Park. It was amazing looking. And it was like so well set up. It's and It's a was, show. Exactly. It's yeah. a performance. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember the Swifty fever at the time. This, so this is the thing, right? We're going to quickly talk about it. And people are already coming up with ways to get their paws on these tickets like their partners have like a season holder ticket for Liverpool and they're ringing up and they're paying extra just to get hospitality tickets like they're extremely creative and obviously we all know you had to register by Friday night through a link to even get a link to access them and obviously Ticketmaster after the last storm of Swifties and they raged up against them because it crashed they are making sure that this isn't going to happen again Um, but the interesting thing like you said it's just more frenzied and like I love Taylor Swift as well and I'm getting caught up in this like I can't it nearly takes your breath away and I have a couple of theories right as to why Taylor is so massive at the moment and I do do think TikTok is pretty much one of the main reasons and the fact we all loved her we remember Love's story we remember that era and her like country school gal phase mm-hmm. right and we loved her but I think the next generation are the biggest hype gals ever 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 and like they don't do things by half so to go to a Taylor Swift show you're not just going to the show it's the months of prep in advance and it's the come get ready with me's this is what I've ordered off you know Amazon to get ready for the gig and it's like a whole experience is it kind of like with Harry Styles it was BYOB bring your own boa Absolutely. It's exactly like Harry Styles. It's a big, massive community. It's like a love fest. Taylor and Harry are very similar. It's an occasion. You're not just going and that's it. It's the lead up. It's the night. It's the thing after. It's like, I can't describe it, but like, I want to be involved, but I don't know when. When am I allowed to call myself? A Swifty. Well, at what point are you considered a Swifty? So I'm obsessed with this TikToker. Her name is Elise Myers. And she was doing a TikTok live and she was doing talking all about Taylor Swift. And she asked herself, like, at what point can you declare yourself a Swifty? Because somebody said this. It's annoying that she's not even a Swifty. Uh, it's annoying that she's not even a Swifty. So then this led to all of these questions. Do you have to be knighted in? 
And then... Is it something you can just like proclaim yourself? So then I think, to be completely honest, I think we're at this right now. I declare myself a Swifty. Yay! <laughs> Yay! What's this? Swifty fever. It's, it is. It's a fear of overclaiming her now. No, but I just want to be involved. Okay. But we will be involved. And I'm like this TikToker, Elise Myers, where I'm afraid in case somebody calls me out and says this. Knowing that she's not even a Swifty? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I am a Swifty. It's like if you wear a Guns N' Roses t-shirt and they're like, go on. Name three songs. Yeah, tell me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so it's that like I don't that. get. But also what I, what I just want to point out before we move on very quickly from this is that we are kind of the OG Swifties mm-hmm. because we were around when she came out first. Okay. That's it. 100%. So happy to bring on new fans and happy to be involved in we'll your life. We'll welcome you. Yeah, but just don't ice us out. Mm -mm. That's all I want to ask for. Uh, We did talk about Harry Styles there very quickly and um, I don't know what was going on with me when I seen this, but I'm ball crying. Oh, I love this story. And this, I'm not surprised by this one bit. So Harry Styles, um, do you know the way he interacts with his fans a lot? There was one lovely lady over in one of the UK tours, I think it was in Cardiff, um, and she was heavily pregnant and he stopped the whole show just so she could go for a wee and it was just so cute and I like he got involved with naming her baby they had a whole thing so I think she had like four options of the names it was like Stevie Raffi Harley and Caleb Stevie Um, was kind of the winner that's what everybody was cheering for yeah and she was like I don't want to go to the toilet because I don't want to miss a single second which absolutely 100% and he goes you know what Shan if you go I will I will stop this gig for you and he did he was like you need to go and pee quick but I'll wait for you to come back so she got escorted out to the toilet off to a little portaloo came back and then he sang her back into the crowd by saying here she comes like (laughs) the man he can do no wrong but this is again it's on it's on Harry's fever is the fact that he is so precious and he looks after everybody. So while she was gone to the toilet, he spent his time reading fans' signs. signs. Yeah. Which can I point out, I am so happy that the signs are back. I think it's kind of a post-pandemic thing mm-hmm. that the signs are back at gigs again because we lost it for a couple of years. And it's, it's real old so, school, it is, isn't it? But it's so fun to see because you you know more than you talking about the pandemonium and the build-up and the lead-up. You always look at these signs and think of people sitting down with their glitter glue and making yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the whole experience before things. And he's such an agony uncle as well. Like, he helps with your gender reveals. He's like a Dr. Phil of, like, our age. Like, a boyfriend troubles, no problem. Harry's going to sort it out for you there and then at that concert like he's amazing <laughs> oh we will be back in just a couple of minutes we're actually to be honest we're sticking very musical on Sunday service We've today, today. Oh, to be honest it quite works on the show Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM from Taylor Swift and Harry Styles right into Beyonce and for once we're not actually just talking about her phenomenal renaissance tour and we're not talking about merch or anything of that kind <laughs> we're actually talking about her saving the day she is just like she just keeps getting better and she has now donated £8,000 to a struggling Nigerian restaurant in North London. So they were basically pretty much going to have to close because of rising costs and electricity bills and energy bills and all of that stuff. And here comes Beyonce to the rescue as part of her Bay Good Foundation. She has basically said, I'm going to donate £1 million well, 
dollars, which is about £800,000, mm. um, to 10 businesses in cities around the world. So one of those was London, the rest were across America. Um, now she is worth £420 million. So, you know, it's only a small thing, but it's still no, huge to the business. I understand that it's only a small thing, but how many other celebrities are worth, you know, millions and billions? Yes. And they're not doing this with yeah, their absolutely. time and money. Like you're not, you don't have to you give don't, anyone not, yeah, anything. Exactly. Of, of course. And we had that conversation about Post Malone giving that other singer a deposit for his house. And I was actually very against that, if you remember, um, because it is a slippery slope. But this is part of her kind of overall foundation. Um, and they have built up an impress. It's called Chukus or Chukus. Um, mm-hmm. And they have gorgeous Nigerian tapas. And they've been working really hard to build up a following. They were struggling a lot but they managed to get 600 bookings over I think like a couple of weeks um, and they're just growing and growing and growing because like even just the press pickup and the media around yeah. them getting this and now people want to go because Beyonce has been and knows it and supports it um, so it's just it's just a really nice idea for someone to be able to give back and she kind of does a lot of things like this and this one was announced during the Black Parade um, it's the Small Business Impact Luncheon and she wants to like celebrate people in different communities and small businesses that are impacted by you know the inequalities in the world and I just love this story it's really feel yeah, good yeah I mean story. well Beyonce is absolutely Absolutely phenomenal, and I'm bet into all the Renaissance store TikToks at the minute. so good. I feel like I'm there. Do you know what I mean? I'm really getting the behind the scenes. And obviously, of course, Blue Ivy having her moment is just amazing. Like, that's the thing that sickens me the most on this planet. I'm supposed to go tomorrow. No. I'm supposed to fly to Poland. <gasps> it's it's all it's all gone to the wayside. I sold my ticket to a friend. She's going now instead. My whole thing was, I've seen Beyonce four times. That will come around again. But have you seen Blue Ivy? This is it. I know. This is it. And Blue Ivy just comes out. So calm, cool and collected. Every single time. And you know what it is? Because she is very much... You know when we look back at TikToks and you look at videos of us when we were like 12? (laughs) Oh no, I can't. Doing those cringe dances. Yeah. And then you've got 12-year-olds now. Steps was my personal go-to. Oh, I was six. Oh, I loved six. All on a loving. Oh, so I did that as well. Everyone did it. Had a whole dance routine. Oh, it was amazing. With one boy. It was my friend's brother. We forced made him in, yeah, yeah. forced in had to do it they enjoyed it. it they did but I love it. as well with the Blue Ivy thing is how supportive the fans are and yeah. bringing blue balloons for her and like the look on her little face when she sees people are there just cheering and supporting her we've just kind of taken her under our wing now and we love her as well and she looks so unbothered on stage and she's nailing every single yeah. move yeah. it's like honestly she's unbelievable but this is also very fitting because we're talking about musicians and their children and Machine Gun Kelly let his 13-year-old daughter tattoo him. Like, to me and you, that would be huge, right? I wouldn't let anyone near me that wasn't a professional tattoo artist. But he has so many, so I feel like even if she did, you know, maybe did an accidental scribble, you wouldn't really notice it. But it's it was a really nice moment on his Instagram. It was like a real nice bonding moment for them. Um, but yeah, he they were at the behind the scenes of Hellfest he was performing at that gig over in France um, and he brought her along for the crack so cool um, yeah and he was like sure go on there Cassie you just let rip on my forearm and off she went but they like apart from that he brings her to the most glamorous events and red carpets they were at Dolce & Gabbana's appearance for Milan Fashion Week imagine getting to go to things like that you wouldn't appreciate it though 
Ah, would you not? No, you absolutely wouldn't. Not when you're that age. Not when you're 12, 13. No, you're right. Because I, even when I was 12 or 13 and my mom and dad would dare try to bring me to a fancy restaurant. Like, all I wanted was chocolate cake. I don't want creme brulee. No. You're so right. You don't appreciate you it. You don't. We never, like, we never did fancy holidays when we were younger. <laughs> no. You know, like, yeah, I guess you never went away. And the one year that my parents decided, okay, this year we're going to bring the entire family away. We were going to France and they'd rented a villa with, like, their neighbours and friends and all this kind of stuff. It was a whole big thing. And it was fall on my junior cert results night and DJ Rankin was playing. DJ Rankin? I haven't heard that in years. Back in the mix. And I cried so much. I mean, my mother was like, you're going to France. You'll never get this. And I was like, why can't we just go to Tremor? (laughs) Why do we have to go to France? I don't want to miss DJ Rankin. In my life. DJ Rankin and Ballymac, you're never going to see this again. And lo and behold, never saw it again. Oh my God, I'd never forgive them for that. No, I'm so, oh, look, I'm still bloody fuming over it. My friend had to email me a photo of her forehead that she got signed by DJ Rankin. So, no. yeah, that was it. We're sure we didn't have like picture phones or anything to be sent. She'd okay, do you know what? You're probably right. Cassie's probably fuming. Yeah. She's been dragged to a G- <laughs> D&G fashion show. It's a tough life for her. Such a tough life. <laughs> Service with Laura Fox on 2FM. Leonard, we've got Robert Downey Jr. news today. My favourite man. So he, we love talking about him in fairness, but in a different context this time. Because he has actually come up a lot lately, yeah, hasn't he? he has. I, lo- I think he's going to put something out against me, like a restraining order <laughs> at this point. But he um, was on a podcast during the week and I have actually listened to a good bit of it. It's called the Armchair Expert Podcast with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. Um, and he was in prison, which I did not know. I so didn't I'm know obviously not that much of a super fan um, and he said it was the worst thing that ever happened to him surprisingly not surprisingly um, but it was actually because he was caught it, I think it was he was doing drug tests and he had drugs on him and he had a bit of you know an Addiction issue problem. yeah he absolutely did um, and he was in court and he opened up about how the judge was like extremely angry with him you know like when you're known they probably tried to make more of a point with you yeah. as well um, and he, he said he was speaking in Latin and he thought he was putting a spell on him and then he got ushered off to the prison and there was this kind of holding area where everyone is just put into it and he was like it was the most terrifying time of my life mm. he was like he could feel the evil in the room he said I just thought that was so scary when he said that um, he said it was the most dangerous place he'd ever been when was this was this in the 90s yeah it was it was in er, well it was in late 90s he got early release in 2000 after posting bail so he was only in there for I'd say about a year and then he got put into a rehab centre still only in prison for a year yeah That's... I know now I wouldn't last obviously but you know he came, he act to me from what he was listening to it sounds like it probably did him the world good now he did have a bit of a relapse um, and he did have to go back in again to the rehab facility he was put on probation and he was forced to go back into a rehab uh, facility after being arrested again Um, but he has been sober now since 2003 and that is because his beautiful wife Susan Downey basically said you'd want to cop on to yourself like she gave him a proper ultimatum Mm. Um, well also can we need to point out that he had a lot of professional help as well like you know ultimatums don't work when you've got an addiction problem yes it's not just a simple case he had the means behind him exactly yeah Uh, but again it's very not very easy but like you can see yourself in a situation where you would walk away from someone Mm. because you can't dedicate your life to them relapsing if if they're not willing to get better themselves this is it but she did stand by him and yeah and, and it, it obviously it has worked out and they like 
he obviously very similar to Matt and Emma Willis yeah. the thing going on with them at the moment he is so appreciative of her still being there for him and they have a very special connection and I do love them together but it's a really interesting listen if you want to go back um, and listen to it kind of just gives you another insight it's probably about four hours him. long is it? it's two hours those podcasts they never cut them they, down yeah they really do they they take the mic they yeah. do take the mic did I listen to most of it? yes I still did well research for this show yes exactly I did it. I you listen to the bathrooms. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the toothbrush right in the grout. <laughs> Getting right into it. Best clean I've ever done. <laughs> but speaking of wives, this is news that will very much excite everybody because there is a possibility that Rihanna could work possibly your wife. It, and it would be a Rihanna thing to do yeah. this. So apparently Rihanna potentially could be married al- already and she hasn't told us. Um, but she made a surprise appearance at ASAP Rocky's Spotify concert at the Cannes Lions Festival just last Wednesday. And he called her his wife. Just now, you might do that, but I feel like nothing is accidental with celebs. Uh, I, I don't know because they're a kid and a half in. You know, hundred oh, percent. So, is it just that they've fallen into the role of just oh, saying that's my wife, that's my other half, yeah. without actually it being true? Like, are they actually married? Have they planned the wedding? I do, I actually feel like they probably have snuck off and secretly got married and yeah. just didn't tell us and like that was their little you know teaser to us now she looked incredible in some of the TikTok videos and she loves showing off her bump which I really like because usually you're trying to dress the bump and hide the bump where she doesn't hide the bump the bump does be out and it's stunning um, and she was thrilled like she was so, she looked so proud looking down looking at him but yeah no people you can't say anything like people pick that up straight away so there's a good chance she's already married and she hasn't told us um, speaking of planning weddings as well very very quickly did you see Chriselle because I know you love Sulling yeah, Sunsets yeah I love and I love Sulling Chris- Sunsets Sulling, Selling Sunsets <laughs> Selling Sunsets <laughs> Chriselle and her new wife G Flip um, partner G Flip I love them together so much but she's basically come out and said that I would marry G Flip like every this time every year let's do it yearly and they're so in love it's contagious and G Flip's new song for Chriselle is if you haven't heard it please go listen to it it just gets you right in the fields and you just tear up um, I do think what they have is very special and I love them together so if they want to get married every year great I'll take all the wedding planning tips I can get my hands on well yeah I was going to say because you're right in the middle of wedding planning now I'm just well, starting I'm starting wedding I'm planning starting how are you getting on uh, not great I don't know where to start how do you mean I just don't know how to begin I don't know where I don't know when I don't know anything oh like my god that. let me help you you know I have my whole wedding planned you're not engaged. I know. I don't need to be engaged. I should. That should have been me. I, I like accidentally. I, I I've already emailed the location that I wanted on. I'm there's a couple of dates. I'm just that sitting, is so you. You're sitting so here waiting. Organized. Sitting here waiting. Sunday service with Laura Fox on Two FM.